0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Views on View. I am your host, Lindsey Wardell. With me today is Steve Edwards. Hello from across town in Portland. Hey, how's it going over there?
1: Looking pretty nice outside from what I can see.
0: Yeah. Sunny, a few Uh, clouds, not too hot. Yeah, I'm glad the heat has faded. Awesome. And with us today is our special guest, Gleb Bakhmutav. Did I get that right? You did perfectly. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show, Gleb. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Leveling up is important. I spend at least an hour every day learning ways I can improve my business or take a break and listen to a good book. If you're looking to level up, I recommend you start out with the 12-week year as a system to plan out where you want to end up and how to get the results you want. You can get it free by going to audibletrial.com slash code. That's audibletrial.com slash code. Would you mind introducing yourself for those who aren't aware of who you are? Absolutely. I'm Gleb Bakhmudov.
2: I'm VP of engineering at Cypress.io. I had a long career going from computer vision, C++ days, through data visualization on the web, to finally working exclusively with JavaScript and CoffeeScript, and finally seeing Cypress about four years ago in action falling in love with a test runner, and then joining Cypress, where I've been for the past three
0: years. Nice. I'm curious, how did you find the role at Cypress?
2: I was a financial startup, and we were looking for a tool to test our financial dashboards. And we had a mixture of JS, React, web apps. And we kind of looked around. We, we used PhantomJS and Nightmare, and it was a nightmare, right? <laughs> and then we saw a video of Brian Mann showing Cypress in action. So we jumped on an email thread with him. We got into private beta because at that time, the test runner was closed source. And we got a chance to use it during private beta. And I remember that I had to argue that we should trust this startup, right? They will give us a tool that we can write tests and invest our time and it won't disappear. And after about a year of using Cypress, I've been during the time going back and forth with Brian. And at that time, Cypress was just four people. And I was writing little plugins, because it just JavaScript. I was trying to extend it, trying to use it on CI, better trying to write little utilities for Cypress. And after a year, Brian was like, okay, we're raising some money. Why don't you come on board, right? So I was a user, a huge fan, and almost like developer advocate before that. And then finally decided, okay, why don't I go from something that I'm not very interested in, which is was finance industry. To something I am interested, which is writing good software for testing websites in this case. Always loved writing you know, tests, but this gave me an opportunity to actually write tools for our developers to write tests. So jumped on board, could not be happier in the last three years.
0: Nice. I'm very happy that you were able to find something that you were so passionate about and you, that just kind of spoke to you in that way. That's really cool.
2: Absolutely. It's a very unique opportunity. I, you know, Writing tools for our developers to use and that you use yourself is such an unbelievable joy. Because you know the target audience. It's you, right? Especially at the beginning. You kind of observe your own pain points, and then you try to solve them, and then you show it to others, and then you get the feedback, and you are literally in charge of product owning, in this case, where you can come back, implement something, and then show it again. This is very different from any other
0: job where there is a disconnect between what
2: I was doing. And using
0: it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something I definitely feel in my current role. We're building software for somebody who might not think the same way that I think or might not look at the application in the same way at all. In many ways, I'm imagining it's a breath of fresh air to be able to develop the thing for yourself and then be able to share it with people at the same time.
2: Absolutely. And Lindsay, like I'm not sure if you looked at cypress before, but when when I joined in the first half a year, we actually open source Cypress, right? Because Okay. Trying to sell a closed-source tool for writing tests is really, really hard because people don't trust a startup to be there in a year, right? Mm-hmm. So what will happen is that people don't want to invest time in writing tests if a tool to run them can disappear. So we decided, okay, let's open source, right? Let's give away everything for free. We have no feature limitations. It's full-fledged test runner. We'll make money some, some else, right? And that was a leap of faith because we knew that the test runner had technical advantages over anything else. But we really kind of had to hit the second home run, so to speak, where we would provide additional services to actually survive ourselves and invest back in writing and working on Test Runner. So we had to kind of take a leap of faith and create the whole commercial division unrelated to selling the Test Runner itself, but working in tandem with the Test Runner. So that's our dashboard and
0: services. Nice. So real quick before we get too far in, From a high level, could you describe what Cypress is, what problem it is solving? I think we've talked about it a bit, but I just want to make sure everyone listening understands that.
2: Absolutely. So high level, you code a web application. Could be Vue, could be any framework, could be vanilla JavaScript, could be static site. But you have an application, and you want to make sure that it works. Well, you probably have already written unit tests but exercise particular pieces, but you never really exercise the whole web application as it was deployed on local host or on staging environment or in production. So Cypress is that test runner that allows you to write end-to-end tests, where you can open a real browser, load your site, interact with a site like a real user, like clicking around, typing text, and then asserting that something that you won't expect to happen actually happens. So Cypress is an end to end test runner. And you write tests in very, I would say, simple kind of like mocker style format where you just say, find a button, click on it, check if there is a text on the page that appears. So that's what Cypress does very well.
0: Okay, so comparing it with something like Jest, it's more focused on what is happening on the screen and then checking to see that the information is presented correctly and that no errors happened during the process. Is that correct?
2: Yes, and and with a big, big kind of side caveat. So Jest takes a piece of code and then it can call with code and then can check that like the response with code, like the result of adding to numbers is correct. With Cypress, it's open a real browser, right? It controls Chrome or Firefox on the new Edge or Electron, a browser, and it loads the real website. So it doesn't like call your function. Instead it's like re- load real website, find an element, Click on element, and so it executes for real events. And when it checks the page, it can also observe a network traffic. It can observe the cookies, the local storage, everything around your application, and it can make assertions against those things. So Jest is for writing unit tests.
1: Cypress is for writing
2: end-to-end tests.
1: So from a visual standpoint, is it basically just loading another instance of the rendering engine? Or is it actually, if I was to watch this on my screen, would I see the browser window be opened and all these different things happening? You would actually see a
2: real browser window opening, right? You would see your website on the test actually loading there and running because it's a real application. You'd be actually, able to interact with the website while the test is running or after that because it's a real website that it loads. But in addition, you will see something else. Like on the left, you would see all the commands from your test file, like, like site visit, which opens a website, a site.get, which finds an element by selector, and then .click, which clicks on the element it finds. You would actually see those commands like represented in a command log on the left side and the actual website being iframe on the right side. But it's a real browser that you, you'll be able to see. You'll be able able to use the dev tools, right? You'll be able to inspect your application, you'll be able to with the time built-in time traveling debugger, you'll be able to see how your application looked at every step of a test. So you can see how it changed in response to was high level commands like site.get, site.click, click. All those things. So it's a full-fledged running application inside the browser Cypress can control closely.
0: So I'm just processing all this information. So when I'm I'm running my test, the browser opens, I'm able to watch it happening all as instantaneously as the, the website responds. So if I'm if it I tell it to input text, it'll just input text right there. If it needs to make an API call, I'm assuming the test runner just waits until the data comes back. Does it have a way to listen for that?
2: Uh, yeah, so the interesting thing about that is that the nature of, of a web application is asynchronous, right? If a user clicks a button, you don't expect the like results from the query from the backend to appear instantly or synchronously. So Cypress actually is built to account for that. So here's what it means. It has a built-in retriability mechanism. So let's say you click on a button and you expect some text to appear. So you would say, side click, then you would write An assertion saying Psy contains text. So that contains command will look at the page and it will look for the text. But then the text might appear maybe 50 milliseconds later, maybe a second later. It depends on your backend, right? Like how fast it queries and how fast your application re-renders. So most of the testing tools that are tied to specific framework, they actually know how to hook into event loop, right? They know how, when the application actually redraws itself, when it fetches the data and then when to check the text cypress takes framework agnostic view it doesn't care about the implementation details instead it only works with public browser apis like the document object model like the dom so what cypress will do inside each each command is if the text is not found on a page okay not a big deal it will try again is the text there no try again and maybe a second later application did its thing the backend responded an application has re-rendered the DOM element and it put the text that we're looking for. And in that case, I contains retries one more time, finds the text, boom, and then continues to the next command. So there's a built-in retry mechanism. And it's pretty, I would say, advanced mechanism. So for example, you can say that gets so a like find element by selector, and then add an assertion. And the assertion would be like something like, should be visible. Think like loading element, first it's visible, then it should be invisible. So what we will do inside get we will find an element and then we'll see, does this command have any assertions following it? And we will retry those assertions and see if they actually pass. And if not, we'll go back and retry again, finding the element and retry assertions. So you can actually build very nice things saying, loading indicator should be visible, and should, be, should have specific class, right? So a couple assertions. And Cypress will intelligently retry. So it doesn't depend on your implementation details. It doesn't really depend on your timings to be precise. No, if it passes within like default command timeout, then it will pass successfully without any built-in weights or things like that. So this mechanism allows us to write you know, tests that are really, I would say, simple to read. They're, like, find an element, see if it contains a specific class, click on a button, find the text on the page and it will all work even if your application is instant or it will work if your application takes a little bit longer to go to the back end and redraw right which is common so this built-in driability is absolutely essential and that's why cypress can work for modern web applications where nothing is synchronous nothing happens instantaneously
1: but instead it might take a little while yeah so if i Understand it correctly. And Lindsay, you and I are gonna get through this thing without starting a question with so. I know we can do it, but <laughs> I just did it. I couldn't do it. So we're talking about writing visual tests from code, right? So as it's not like you have this visual UI and you can drag and say, Okay, click this button and see what happens. So you that means as I'm understanding you're doing things like identifying a button by an HTML ID value or things almost, by a class? Yeah. Or how do you say, okay, go click on this button and expect this to happen from a coding standpoint?
2: Right. So almost. By default, you write your tests in a spec file, you know, in your code editor, right? So there is no visual component. You, but you do see the browser running the test. And Cypress actually watches your spec file. So every time you save it, it actually reruns the tests automatically right so you still code it right it's not just point and click and saying this button this button and that button cyber has has a built-in selector playground it's a tool for you to kind of find the best selector for a particular buttons so you can use that to quickly kind of like select elements and and Copy paste in your spec files. You can still do that, and we're actually talking to people who write good test recorders. We can create a test by just clicking and typing and interacting the page. But for 99% of our users, just writing the commands inside a spec file is the fastest way, and, and watching the test like rerun automatically, seeing if it passes, if it passes for like the right reason or accidentally, or if it fails. Like just this, it interacts locally is the fastest way to write the test.
1: Okay, you mentioned a spec file. Is that something like in JavaScript? Is it JSON format? What is the the structure and syntax of a spec file? It could be JavaScript, CoffeeScript, TypeScript, but it has to be
2: something inside the language that is understood by the browser. It uses Mocha syntax. So you would say describe block inside. You would have like it, an individual test. You can have before and after hooks. So for example, if you're visiting your site every time, you can just say before each test, site visit, and then the URL. So it's complete JavaScript, which means you can use your old JavaScript tricks. You can import code probably from your application. Think like all selectors, like a little bit of data, little functions. It means you can import third-party modules from NPM because you install Cypress using NPM install Cypress, right? It's complete just like NPM module with a little bit of extras, but it's just JavaScript. And the cool thing about that is that people have adopted Cypress in the organization and they start creating custom commands, extensions and plugins for Cypress, and it's just JavaScript. So they publish on NPM. You can import those tools. You can extend your testing environment with a bunch of extras that people have written because it's just JavaScript's ecosystem.
0: Okay. So so we're writing our tests. We're going through our application. We're able to do all of this really fancy stuff. Why is testing important at all? I, I test the application as I'm writing it, right? I, I'm able to go through, I can I can prove that it's working. I know I know it's working. It's up to the, the users to figure out why it's not working. They should learn what I do, right? <laughs> they should just learn the happy path.
2: I think the, the users are the best testers, right? But eventually they'll find what's broken. I, I completely agree with you. So where is the trade-off? Where is the trade-off between coding and testing? And usually... We do coding and then testing. And if you just start, to start an application and you have like one feature, but you just code it up, don't write any tests. It's fine. Just ship it. Let's say you're working on a second feature. Well, you're working, you, your short-term memory is all concentrating on the second feature. Do you also go through a first feature to make sure it still works? Probably no, right? Like who has time for that? Okay, if you're coding the third feature and you have to go for a first and second and third feature just to make sure you're not shipping completely broken stuff that breaks your first users and second user. Well, now you probably need to write tests. And we believe that end-to-end tests that behave like a real user but go through the whole deploy site, but actually act only on the page, just like a real user can, without any you know, component level shortcuts, are the best way to, to predict that when the real user tries the same actions on the page, but it's gonna work. So we are strong believers in end-to-end tests. We are strong believers that writing an end-to-end test that just goes like a first you know, user story, like a first feature and then the second feature, and the third feature. If you run those tests on every commit after that, on every pull request, maybe after deploying the site, we'll actually catch all the errors and all the regressions. So you're not constantly breaking things, and you can concentrate on every new feature. You can refactor safely, right? You know, you can actually move faster with both tests when without. That's what we think.
0: And that makes sense. Once, once you've developed the base set of tests, and then you add on a new feature, all you have to do is work on that one piece for for adding it to the test you've got built in regression testing because you already exactly. have tests written right one thought that i've had in the past cuz when i approach testing my first thought is typically about you know code coverage it, are all of my either working in react or vue or on the back end do all of my functions have tests for them and typically when i think of that i'm thinking of unit tests because it's it's more pinpointed to the specific thing i want to work on if cypress is Primarily focused on end to end testing, which is extremely important as well. How does code coverage come into that? How can you?